0: Welcome to this week's Entry of Comics, a special bonus mid-weeks episode. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I am a warrior princess. Uh, and we're bringing you a slightly delayed end of uh april comics mostly because we want to talk about major's endgame first and foremost
1: you goddamn right we do uh but before we get into the comics that we're going to review which by the way is the smallest uh smattering of comics that we've ever reviewed in one of these uh let's talk about some comic books that are on the horizon and some news that we've got from dc okay why don't you go ahead and lead us in uh yeah so they announced uh doomsday clock the massive I don't uh, want to talk
0: about this. Yeah,
1: yeah, you do. The massive Jeff Johns 12-issue arc that's taking two years to come out, one issue every two months, uh, they have announced that the collected editions, uh, and this is great for Alex here, uh, the second, they're doing it in two parts, two collected editions, which, A, amazing. Thank you for making us spend way more money on the exact same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one's not coming out until 2020.
0: May of 2020, yeah. I can't wait to finally finish that story a year from now yeah <laughs> when we rise i want to hear the issue one back in like maybe august
1: i want to say of 2017 probably yeah i don't
0: know 2012
1: <laughs> it seems like it at this point jesus christ what the fuck are you doing dc
0: uh just making us there it's called building anticipation is it though yes it is the. Damn. it is the new mutants film of the comic book world
1: it really yeah. is yeah some people seem to get their shit together. Yeah, uh, two guys that don't are Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, who's uh. Comic The Last Night in Maxi series form is coming out, I think, this month or Which next. Which is
0: their last Batman story, I think. Snyder said it was his last Batman he story. said
1: specifically the last solo Batman yeah. story because obviously he's still working on Justice League. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I think, I mean, it wouldn't be if, like years, even like a few years, he came back and did uh, another Batman story. Yes.
1: I highly recommend you pick this up because the last Maxi series that came out on DC was Batman Damned. Um, the last three issue maxi series was Batman Damned, and that is now selling for like 50, 60, 70 bucks. And the comic cost $8. Yeah. I mean, it also showed Batman's cock, but you know, yeah. whatever.
0: I can't wait till that comes out uh, in 2021 in three separate collected hardcover editions.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, this one shows Batman's butthole because that would make me scream.
0: Yeah. He's like, he's like, how do I raise the stakes? Azrael <laughs> already stole my, already stole what I was going to do. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, you can. Hear it here first i put five grand on it in vegas batman's butthole is going to be in the last night
0: uh coming out i want to say next month too, or actually this month it came out today marvel came out with the savage avengers uh which i'm looking forward to but we'll, we'll talk about that next month
1: yeah we will i actually yeah. just picked that up today at the comic yeah. book shop
0: um but why don't we go ahead and get into the comics this month.
1: Okay, let's start with the uh, the Independence here.
0: It's a slim, like Matt said, this is our smallest month ever. There's comics. only
1: six comics today, folks. Yeah. Usually there's twice that, so...
0: Um, the first one we're going to talk about is Xena, Warrior Princess from Dynamite, uh, written by Victor Ayala, and art by Olympia Sweetman.
1: You totally nailed both those names.
0: Yeah, I did. You're welcome. Uh,
1: You're welcome so, did you Olympia. watch xena warrior princess uh in our pre-shift meeting uh i just told you that i had not really watched it so no i used to
0: watch i used to love like hercules uh legendary adventures and xena but like in my younger days uh it was just a fun like that to me when before superheroes were everywhere like those were the first thing i had like superheroes on tv lucy Uh, lawless is that correct yeah lucy lawless
1: yeah uh all I remember is she looked really good in that outfit, and it made me feel we- weird ways when I was a kid. That's well, all I remember of the show.
0: <laughs> At least it made an impact on you.
1: It did. It uh,
0: did. So with, no, with minimal to no background knowledge of Xena, what do you think of this book?
1: I think that's a lot of background knowledge, actually. I remember the outfit. I remember that her name is Xena, that she has a companion. That's all that I remembered. Uh, it's good. I thought this book sucked, but... Yeah, it, it was okay.
0: Uh <sighs> I mean, you're not a Xena fan. I was like a Xena fan in my youth, but haven't. I don't want to go back to that. Well, because I think, uh, I just need to keep it with like my nostalgia cover glasses uh, and enjoy it through that lens. Uh, and it was okay. The art wasn't great either. The art was average, uh, for the book.
1: Man, if that, I didn't yeah. like the art at all. The cover was great. The so cover is amazing. Of, it, it might it be the best me. cover
0: of the week. So it has <laughs> that going for it. Yeah, I
1: think it's yeah. probably gonna get my my shot from that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean. If you're a diehard Zena fan, go ahead and pick this up, but I really can't recommend it for anyone else.
1: Yeah. Let's just move the fuck on. Because
0: blah. Uh, the next she book. saves
1: people. And that <laughs> and that's what happens.
0: <laughs> the next book I would have bought if I'd known it was coming out based off the title alone and uh, who
1: and the author. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's punk Mambo on Valiant written by Colin Bunn with art by Adam Gorman. Uh, so
1: let me tell you about my disappointments with this book. Real okay. Quick. Uh, I just had friends that were in town uh, and, and Ghost Variant. Uh, well, oh, look at you bragging. Yeah, uh, Ghost Variant. Yeah, right. I got to take a vacation. Uh, Ghost Variant is a wonderful. I was talking about friends. Oh, oh they're not really my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're listening. It's a
0: really complicated relationship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Ghost Variant produced an amazing variant for this, and it was at my local comic book shop. If you know anything about Ghost Variant, they don't produce variant covers very often, and when they do, they're smashing successes. I own the saga number seven. Uh, I got it for like four bucks and it's worth like 60, 70 bucks. A lot of money. And I'm super, super happy. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe my comic book shop that I go to yeah. is on this list. And I couldn't make it in there until Sunday and they were fucking Oh, out. that
0: sucks. Yeah. I do have like the sad. cover though for this book. Like, you, This yeah. one's
1: fine. Yeah. I, it's not the Ghost variant yeah. cover, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate your priorities are out of order. Yep, let's move uh, on to the next comic book now. <laughs> so, what do you think of the Punk Mambo? Uh,
1: it is a comic book set in New Orleans about a punk girl who uh, is kind of a witch, sort of? Yeah, uh, sort
0: of like a witch. She has, like, witchy-like power. She, I mean, yeah. can uh, cast spells that seem to, like, cast, like, beams. She can draw bone weapons, like, out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, the first two-thirds were better than the end for me. Um, I thought I was really kind of hooked right at the beginning, and then I kind of fell off towards the end. I
0: agree. I thought the end dragged a little bit, uh, but, the like, the beginning was fun. You see all these supernatural creatures, uh, fighting her and talking with her. Um, I thought it was just okay. This book is one of my biggest pet peeves, where it just, like, splashes, like, punk on something and gives it, uh, gives someone a mohawk and a jean jacket, uh, and it has nothing to do with punk rock at all.
1: Yeah, and the setting in New Orleans is really odd for, for this. Yeah.
0: I mean, punk rockers, are, the band Pears is from New Orleans. They're a punk rock band. Pears should have guest starred in this book, is what I, I'm saying.
1: All I know is that I don't give a shit about what bands are from where, <laughs> uh, but having the set in New Orleans just seems kind of odd.
0: Yeah. Uh, it didn't, for the first issue, it didn't add much to the story. I'm sure it will later, later in the- Colin least, a smart yeah, writer. Later in the series, and for like, for horror reasons, New Orleans is a good setting, but sure. there wasn't much, like, scares or anything. This was more kind of like... Uh, Nobody mamboed in this book. No, there was no... That's my largest Lou complaint. Lou Bacon never appeared, uh, <laughs> which is my biggest complaint.
1: There wasn't Mambo 1 through 4 yeah. in this book.
0: Yeah, and I remember all the girls he named, and Punk Mambo was not one of them.
1: No. <laughs> uh,
0: but, I don't know, I'm sure that I'll play later in the story, but it it was just okay for me. It Just, just don't call it Punk Mambo, just because she's... There's nothing punk rock about her except for the way she dresses. She basically, she shops at Hot Topic exclusively.
1: <laughs> uh, and you said that was on Valiant, correct?
0: Yeah, it's a Valiant book. Cool.
1: Is this our first Valiant book that we've done? No. Okay. I'm saying that confidently despite not knowing whether or not it is. <laughs> uh, and
0: now we're jumping into uh, the big boys of the week, which is going to be The Avengers. Not The Avengers. Marvel. Our first book is going to be Avengers, Edge of Infinity, uh, written by Ralph Macchio, uh, with art by Andrew DeVito. Ralph Macchio. It is not the Ralph Macchio. It's funny because it gets confused so much. They have the exact same name. <laughs> and Ralph Macchio is a longtime veteran comic book writer. And that's always come up every single time someone reads it. Um, Avengers, Edge of is most of Ralph Macchio's stuff is kind of like standalone stories uh, meant for readers who want to jump into a book with their favorite characters, but don't want to have to know like 20 years of history or six months of history, anything like that at all.
1: So if you're a comic book fan and you're a long standing comic book fan and you like the Avengers, this is not your book.
0: No, it's a good book to get for like someone who just wants to jump in or for like a kid especially too.
1: It's a great book for a kid. Yeah. I'm not a kid.
0: Yeah. So like it was just okay. Uh we have read much better Avenger stories. Uh
1: I haven't read very many worse Avengers <laughs> stories.
0: But it it's about what I expect from a Rough Macchio book.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: the Avengers so are cool. fighting M.O.D.O.K., by the way. It's uh, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, uh, and Thor, I want to say. If I remember correctly. No, Maybe. Captain America, not Thor. America's C. in there, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's just an average. It's a one-shot, though, so if you just want uh, 24 pages of a self-contained story of a, of a feel-good, sort, with of not a lot of depth, it's not a bad pickup.
1: Yeah, so if you're all the 12-year-olds out there that don't like comics that much, but want to impress your friends. Go buy this book.
0: Uh, Next up is Major X, written by Rob Liefeld, uh, who also drew the book as well, too.
1: Yeah, my Uh, fucking boy.
0: uh, This book takes place during Liefeld's golden era of X-Force, back when it was led by Cable with Domino, Shatterstar uh, on the team, and, of course, Deadpool makes an appearance as well, uh, because that was also during his golden era. What do you think about this book?
1: I liked this book. Rob Blyfeld is great. His art is so fucking 90s and beautiful. I absolutely love it. It's yep. such a good change of pace for art nowadays. You don't really get that anymore. And it's such a cool art style when it's done right. And Rob Blyfeld is the guy to do it right.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that like hate his art style. I've always enjoyed it. It's it's timeless. It captures a time perfectly, but still holds up to me at the same time, too. Uh, it doesn't make you just want to keep turning the page just to get through the book. Like, you appreciate each panel and what he does. Like, I love the way he draws Cable. I love the way he draws Deadpool. I love the way he draws Wolverine in the book, too.
1: Oh, yeah, like the ridiculous over-the-top uh, Cable outfit where you can basically see everything but his nipples, and he's got the big, long straps. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's stupid. It's fun. It's great. I love
0: the classic tan Wolverine costume to really uh, accentuate the era that it was from, too. I thought that was a nice touch. What um, do you
1: think of M-K in this book? I th- <laughs> personally
0: i thought the story was good but not great uh there was a lot going on i think it'll read better as a trade or after uh all five or six issues are done uh because the title character major x uh is from another dimension he's got a time bike uh and he's taking off his helmet spoilers for this book every other book we talk about uh but i want to say he's Alexander Nathaniel Summers is his name, uh, which is a bit convoluted. So that, that what didn't mean much to me. Uh, seeing like an albino beast was kind of cool. That uh, was awesome. Yeah. And major X's character design is a very simple character design, but it's like, it, it's, it's
1: Deadpool with a, like a magneto mask.
0: Yes. And like fully covered with like Havoc's like glowing chest symbol in the middle. Yeah. Uh, um, but he just uses guns and swords. So yeah, it's basically Deadpool.
1: Yeah. Uh, And hey, it's Cable's kid.
0: uh, I assume so. I think they mentioned that. Yeah. When it comes to time traveling, it gets messy when it comes to time traveling or with someone from another dimension while dealing with a part of uh, X-Men history that's in the past. uh, It all gets a little complicated, but I thought this was a fun story.
1: I really enjoyed this book way more than I thought I would. And fun fact, this book's already made it to third printing. Has it really? Yeah, third printing came out today. Wow. Good good for Liefeld. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I mean it's a big hit. So I'm wondering if they'll extend it and only will get a twelve issue or eighteen issue run or anything like that at all.
1: It might. Um uh,
0: next up we're gonna do Thanos number one, uh written by Teeny Howard, art by Ariel Oliveta. Uh Teeny Howard uh wrote Prisoner X, which Matt and I read last month, which we both enjoyed more than we thought we would. Yeah. Uh what do you think of this first book?
1: Uh I'm struggling to remember it among the other Marvel books. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Um I, oh never mind. I'm, it's really coming back to me now. I liked this book. Thanos is a is a fucking murderer in this book. Yeah
0: it it is. This is also a book that takes place in the past, like Major X. Uh, it's Thanos. It starts with him on a ship with all this Black Order there playing. I think cards is what they were yeah. playing. Uh, which I thought that was kind of strange to see them like in a casual setting, just playing cards. Because I always picture them just being just murderers, just ruthless, bloodthirsty murderers, and doing nothing else just, like that.
1: keeping like cages of like people that they're just like gonna murder all day long. Yes,
0: that, that's exactly w- w- what I think happens. Okay, fair uh, enough. But who might argue? Story is essentially how Gamora uh, comes to be Thanos's ward and his daughter in his care, uh, and the birth of that relationship. This book has got a beautiful cover, I think too.
1: Yeah, um, and it's the main cover too. I I. Was looking at the variants and I was like, "Nope, I'm getting this one."
0: It came out to I think at a right time uh, with Endgame out uh, in the same month for anyone that wants more on Thanos and Gamora's relationship. It's a good
1: follow-up to Infinity War. I mean, it would have followed up perfectly Infinity War. As yeah,
0: well. I agree. Uh, I thought it was a nice book. Not my. It's hard because like I still love Jeff Lemire's Thanos Run, Donny Kate's Thanos Run. I think it's not as strong as those, but it's a completely different kind of Thanos story. Yeah, uh, for one was the end of his life. To where these are the beginning of his life as a father, essentially. All right, and our last one is the big Marvel book this month, War of the Real- War of the Realms number one, written by Jason Aaron with art by Russell Dodderman.
1: Uh, did this not feel like a massive fucking book to you? Yeah,
0: It did. Yeah. I mean,
1: not not like size. You know, yeah. fuck that. But I yeah. mean, i It seems like big. Like, yes. There's a big yeah. thing going on.
0: Yeah. There's right. a ton going on. Uh, It's basically a continuation of Jason Aaron's Thor run, but just on a much larger scale.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, War of the Realms 1 of 6, and this starts off Act 1 of 3, I believe. And Act 1 takes place over 11 different issues, and that only encompasses two actual War War of the Realms Realms books. Uh, So there's a lot of side shit happening here, but it seems fucking massive. Yeah, I thought... The scope is big.
0: It's it finally brings like, uh, Thor's world uh, as and Loki's meddling into a much larger scale of all the actions that they've that they've been working on for years and years and years. And
1: what a great way to end Jason Aaron's run on Thor, uh, which should go down as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all. time. I agree. Um, by giving him just a massive series that sprawls throughout. Everything Marvel. Yeah. Now, Jason Aaron, go right for DC and finish up Southern Bastards. <laughs> the art is beautiful. Everything is great. The story's yeah. fun. Uh,
0: yeah, the inclusion of the other Marvel characters yeah, you is got, great.
1: You got Malekith getting yeah. his story wrapped up, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Uh, what you see, Spider-Man uh, fighting Dark Elves. Uh, you see Frost Giants uh, and the Undead uh, attacking Earth or Midgard.
1: You see Loki eaten by his father. Yes,
0: which was, major spoiler, yes, Loki getting eaten by his father. Loki's dead. Um, Again. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much craziness. You see the Punisher about to kill someone when the Frost Giants are attacking. Yeah. And he he doesn't bo- he doesn't waver or hesitate at all. It's He's just like, cool, about yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, just classic Frank like, Castle. Like, I
1: wish I brought bigger guns. Yeah. That's exactly yes, what he said. Yeah,
0: that, that was his only regret. <laughs> um, so... It, it was a lot of fun, and you get to see... I mean, it's not the hero, like even like Blade comes into the foray. First, so, why not? I mean, Blade Diophilus kills vampires. Why not? Uh, uh, so he's got probably some, ex- some ways to handle some evil like the Dark Elves. So I'm excited to see where the story takes us in the future.
1: It'll take us straight into hell. H-E-L.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think this is a good read, although I wouldn't start with this. I would. I mean, if I was anyone else, I would start from... Jason Aaron's very first story issue and, and work your way through. Yeah, you can't start here. Yeah, it's sprawling epic. All right, Matt, what was your lowest ranked issue of this week?
1: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and rank them from worst to best. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say coming in at a solid six would be Xena, the warrior princess. SAS
0: Uh, I'm right there with you. Xena's my number six of the week, so we're in agreement for the one that lit us down the most.
1: Barf. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, we've we've read all the cool Conan shit that Marvel put out, and I was hoping for something along those lines, and I just did not. Yeah. Uh, Next for me, number five would be Avengers. uh, What is that one called? Edge of Infinity. There you go. Number five. Not even close to the best of the week. Uh, I usually put my Marvel stuff near the bottom, but this is going to change it up some, but that Marvel one stunk it up.
0: Mine's gonna be uh, Punk Mambo. Yep. Uh, it was just fair okay fair. with me. There, I need at least twenty-three more references to Joe Stronger exclusively, <laughs> uh, and then maybe it'll win some praise back in my eyes.
1: Uh, yeah, that's my number four, Punk Mambo. Not great. Uh, maybe in a good setting, uh, like a trade. Yeah, I could see myself reading it again. Probably not though.
0: Uh, we're in we're in close agreement. A uh, lot of stuff this week. My number four is Avengers: Edge of Infinity. Uh, for basically all the reasons that Matt said and we talked about earlier.
1: Uh, my number three is actually going to be uh, Thanos. Uh, I thought it was a good book, um, and I might actually pick up the trades. In hearing Alex talk about Thanos uh, and Jeff Lemire, I'm definitely going to have to go pick up that trade cool. up myself.
0: Uh, yeah, my number three isn't the exact same for Thanos. Now I'm just curious to see. If we if match up. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is pretty damn close. Uh, Major X is number two for me. Uh, Rob Liefeld, excellent creator, excellent writer. Uh, the story just left a little uh, that I wanted more of.
0: Yeah. My number two, we're in exact agreement, is Major X as well. Uh, the, the art is fantastic and really carries this book.
1: If this is your first time listening to our podcast, just know that this has never happened uh, where we are in such total agreement before.
0: Uh, on like 85% of the issues. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty
1: crazy. Uh, we're the Realms, number one, far and away. Yeah, I agree. It's like 30 some odd yeah. pages of, of just pure, beautiful art and sprawling story and it's a big payoff if you follow uh, Jason Aaron's throw run, like you and I both have closely.
0: Yeah. It's a fun read. Just don't start with it. Uh, But that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be either talking about season two of the tick or maybe free comic book day. We haven't quite worked that out yet. So come prepared uh, for either one, but for the now as always, you can email us at henchman, the comics at gmail.com.
1: Find us on Instagram, Facebook live, uh, we're always going live constantly. Check out our Instagram <laughs> stories. They're big. They're popping. Um, if you know us do people all, still, do,
0: do people still per- periscope? Or are we periscoping?
1: Yeah, we're still periscoping. Okay. Uh, we're vining for some yeah. reason still. <laughs> uh, but yeah, give us a like, subscribe. I have said for like 10 podcasts straight that I'm going to say that at the beginning of an episode. Maybe one day.
0: Yeah. Well, we all have dreams. For Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback.
1: And I'm the war of the Realms. And ain't
0: easy. No one ain't. Thank <laughs> you.